This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now, we have our next guest in the studio. With and us. I hear off, <laughs> off air that he's an expert on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> Social media so, mogul. The yeah, things that it. you hear, you, you hear, isn't it? So. I'm, I'm almost a boomer. I shouldn't be anywhere near phones. Well, lucky you've got many, many other talents. And we are speaking to Anton Berezin. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, it. It's you. been a while. Uh, you have been here. Um, oh, only a few, few weeks ago. Yeah, like a minute ago. Uh, I feel like a, a minute ago. <laughs> but you're more than worthy of coming again because you are uh, acting in and producing Rootless Cosmopolitans. <laughs> Hello. Now, that's a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's going to need a bit of explanation, <laughs> isn't it? And um, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but for anyone that missed your, your previous um, outings at Sunday Arts Magazine, uh, what's your background? How did you become who you are today in the industry? Oh, wow. We're just mm. hung Big around. Big question. Hung around for a long, long time. <laughs> um, I, I'm an actor. I started mm. out as an actor in musicals and have been doing that now for 30 years. Whoa. Um, actually, actually 30 years since my professional Debut. Wow. Um, and also ran a business for 20 years, uh, which was- What was that? Lifelike Touring. Right. Which we sold to Ticketek. You've heard of them, no doubt. <laughs> Worked under corporate ownership <laughs> for a few uh, yeah, years. But why, why did you sell it? You know, you'd run the race with it. Oh. You worked so hard and you had great success, didn't it was, you? Yeah, it's a big question. I mean, we got to the point where we were doing shows all over the world. It was wonderful. Um, but- it was still family owned. It was my wife and I and our best friend Troy. Uh, we had 50 office staff, you know, wow. uh, annual turnover by the time we sold it about 35 million. It was Gosh. like it was a big business. Yeah. And the stress of it, I thought, like, we sold it. I was what? 40 when we sold it and I thought I, if I don't sell this I'm going to have a heart attack because <laughs> it was because you were working as well as an actor as well, yeah. so I've always done that yeah. um, and you know uh, selling it was a boon uh, working under corporate ownership was not for us it just you know it really like it we're, we're, we're bohemians. So rent, I was I was at rent opening night. <laughs> okay. Bloody marvelous! Um, How were you? Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just a hard lifestyle change. Mm, change. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we you know we took a bow in 2019 at the end, just before COVID, and left the business to them. They're still running it successfully. God love yep, them. Yep. But um, we're now doing our own thing. And you, you just can't stop there. You know, like mm. you're now involved in uh, Green Room Awards. A little Green Room Awards. Uh, what, what's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, Premier Victorian Theatrical Awards, peer peer nominated and driven. Yeah, uh, and why did you uh, decide to take on the role of running it? Uh, I was asked really nicely <laughs> before <laughs> and last And you can't season. help yourself? No, look, I love it. It's been an institution the entire time I've been in the business. So it's yeah. always felt like a very, you know, it's it's sort of theatre Christmas for us in Melbourne. Yep. Once a year we all get together and celebrate each other's Important, work. important, it's Anton, important. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun and... You know, it's with all our mates and all our colleagues. It's and I think last time you mentioned it, it gives a, puts a spotlight on people that don't get the recognition that should yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, well, that's mm. it. And one of the things we're doing this year, which I'm really excited about, is that we're trying to encourage local talent, mm -hmm. right? We've always been about that. But, um, you know, I come from musicals and the musical <coughs> theatre scene is dominated 
rightly so, by the big commercial musicals that employ us all. But there is so much great independent work. And, mm. you know, in the past, yeah. the independent work has has to compete with the big commercial work. So yeah. something like a um, Jagged Little Pill or a Miss Saigon is being adjudicated next to Parade at Chapel, which doesn't feel right to me. So we've um, sort of been working on this process of actually separating Good the idea. music theatre category. Yeah, yeah. We now have independent. This Brilliant. year is going to be the first time. Yep. Independent and commercial. Right. You know, so the 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 theatre makers, the local theatre makers, the independent theatre makers can be uh, you know can compete on an even playing field. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, last time you, you were in, um, you were here to talk about a reading that you were doing mm. of a new play. Yeah. Uh, what was that? That was short stories yeah. uh, with the music of Harry Chapin. Uh-huh. Um, and we did that and it was a How did it go? Oh, it was a huge and, success. And thank you for inviting us in the end, but uh, we, we couldn't yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a sneaky little video. <laughs> um, no, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And it's um, it really has promise. Uh-huh. And, and, and Viola, explain it. to our audience, um, why do you do a reading of, of a new play? Right. It's sort of to, it's a proof of concept. You know, you get it on its feet mm. and you have a look at what you've got, you know, because uh, particularly a musical is very hard. It, it doesn't jump off the page normally. You've got to sing it, you've got to read it, you've got to stage it, you've got to see what you've got. So this was a, a first step in developing this for a commercial stage. Yeah. And is that quite a normal part of the process for, for sort of new shows or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Always, I mean, look, I would, I can't think of a single show that went straight to production. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mostly they take years of mm. development, you know, and cost gazillions of dollars. Mm. So, yeah, so is that a big part of it as well as getting the the money in at that point? Yeah, as well? I mean you've got to start raising the money right. as soon as you you know you start developing because everything costs things. People <laughs> costs money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now let's talk about this one that you hear, yes. a new one that you're in, and you're producing it as well as acting in it. Yeah, you said you weren't going to do this stuff again. Well, uh, you can't help yourself. I can't can help you? myself. But the the story with this one's a really interesting one. So it's rootless, rootless cosmopolitans, which. To to explain, yeah, please explain. Okay. So it's a euphemism. It's a euphemism, and I, I was born in Soviet Russia. Came here when I was three years of age. Um, uh, I'm a Jew, and in Russia, rootless cosmopolitan was a euphemism for Jews. Okay. You know, those rootless cosmopolitans. They don't. Right, they're not okay. part of our society. Yeah. They're outliers. They don't participate. We don't trust them. You know, it was. And my both my father and my grandfather were arrested. Um, for being fruitless, oh, cosmo- like for wow. being political dissonance. Yeah. My father, who sadly passed away, was the shyest, quietest man you'd ever meet. He he was arrested because he went to a club where they exchanged Jewish books. That's it. And for that, Whoa. he was arrested. Wow. Yeah, that was sort of the state of Soviet Russia. Yeah. Um, so this play is fascinating. I was approached about this actually two years ago. Um, the the writer Ron Leisha is a very very well known Australian writer, prolific. He's written something like four hundred plays. Wow! And his first plays uh, were performed by MTC back in seventy nine eighty, um, and he's just had a play on in New York and Being Frank, which I'm also working with him on trying to bring it to Australia, which won two Broadway World Awards last year. Um, so he wrote this play, and it's basically about, you know, it's going to sound heavy, but it is funny. It's a funny play. It's about anti-Semitism, uh, identity politics, and cancel culture. You know, 
So it's not relevant at all. It's not relevant at all. <laughs> no. It's, no, it's not timely at all. Um, and I was approached and offered uh, to do it last year. And unfortunately, with what happened with uh, COVID, mm. Phantom got cancelled, got postponed. So I was already contracted to that. I couldn't do it last year. So God love him. He decided, no, we're going to hold on so I can do it. Um, and then when we got sort of talking, he realised I was a producer and said, well, I'm getting a bit old and tired to produce my own shows. How about you do it fine um so it is like it's a very interesting piece and so timely particularly with the mess the world's in at the moment yeah yeah um he's actually done a lot of rewriting since that horror shit show started last year um still funny still dark and so relevant so relevant and it sort of tackles the the strange place that we as jews inhabit in the diaspora that we live in, you know, because we're being told we don't belong in Israel, even though we've been there for 5,000 years, archaeology shows, and we're told that we're white colonisers and all this crazy stuff. And it sort of, it looks at that without really tapping into much in the whole Israel-Palestine thing. It doesn't talk about that, but it just talks about, you know, what is identity? What is diversity? It asks these sorts of questions in a really funny way, which sounds kind of, Intuitive, how can that be funny? But um, the character I play, he spends his entire show with his mother by his side, you know, typical Jewish mother. <laughs> Comedy is that she's dead and she still <laughs> won't leave him alone. <laughs> so right. she spends the entire show just, you know, uh, what we call kvetching, which mm-hmm. is complaining, sort of everything he does, everything he says is wrong. <laughs> He's wrong about everything. Right. Yeah. And, and so um, I'm assuming that you had your producer hat on when you first sort of found about found out about this so when did the acting come into it then? well no he actually booked me as an actor oh. originally yeah the producer so was just acting it was just acting originally right um and we we came to an agreement for me to produce it probably about six months ago right okay yeah. uh and the role as in you playing it um what uh, what was the reason that you thought yeah i want to do this well when i read the play so the play is about a guy my age Jewish man married to a, a non-Jewish woman, me, um, <laughs> who runs a theatre company. Uh, I.e. Yeah, that was me. Um, and, and like all of this, and the mother and the complicated relationship with the mother, which I have. Um, and then when I got into it, the, the, the sort of exploration of who we are and how we fit in is, you know, it's a question that we as Jewish people ask ourselves every day. It's it's a very strange, particularly now, it's a pretty strange time to be Jewish. Um, so it really, like, it really spoke to me. And I love Ron's humour. He's so black. He's he's one of the, the blackest comedians. I mean, you know, makes Woody Allen look like Mary Sunshine. Wow. Wow. Okay. And... And how do you feel about, you know, like the, the Jewish thing right now as mm. well? Because, you know, like there's a lot of sort of anti-Jew because of what's going on. Does, does that, you know, like is that another reason to do something like oh, this? Oh, it is. You know, it's another reason because, uh, let me put it this way, I'm, I'm as horrified as everybody else of, of conscience on the planet mm. to what's happening in, in Gaza. Horrified. Um, but that does not mean that what happened in Israel is okay. You know, the problem is is that um, there seems to be two sets of rules um, in play here, and it's very hard to navigate that. Um, as a Jewish person, you know, I 100% feel an affinity to Israel. I mean, I always have. You know, it is our homeland. Um, you know, we were 
occupied for thousands of years and now we're not, you know, but there's, it's still problematic. The government there is a mess. Mm. You know, the, the IDF clearly are problematic. There's all sorts yep. of problems. Doesn't deny the country's right to exist. Doesn't deny the right of the indigenous peoples, both Arab and Jew, to live there, you know, in peace. There's got to be a solution. Yep. But the solution isn't river to the sea, which mm. basically is a call for genocide, mm. you know, which is a very difficult thing to hear. And part of what this story, this play explores is why is it that in the arts, in the very progressive arts, there is so much weird anti-Semitism that's hard to understand from people I know and, and loved and thought I trusted, you know, posting in support of Hamas on the 7th of October when it happened, you know, Israel hadn't even responded. And these horrific things were being done and people were jumping with joy. And I thought, hang on a minute, there's something really wrong here. Mm. You know, so I, for me, I'm not going to hide my Jewishness. I refuse to. Good on it's you. It's who I am. Good on you. You know, yep. there's nothing, irrespective of what anyone thinks of the Israeli government, I don't vote there. I don't have any influence. I, you know, not picking up a gun and going to Gaza. So as far as I'm concerned, my conscience is clean. Mm. I want there to be peace. Yeah. But I'm also not going to hide who I am because people might be triggered by my Jewishness, which mm. is kind of insane. Mm. But people are. It's very strange. Yeah. Okay. Back mm. to the play. Yeah, back to the play. <laughs> back to the play. But are you hoping uh, there will be a lot more conversations coming out of, you know, oh, the audience yeah. is watching something like this? Yeah, look, it's, you know, the thing is, there's the trigger for the story here, right? So this guy is a hugely successful theatre company creative director, and he um, he tweets like we don't even know what he tweets. He tweets something, and the next day he's fired, you know. And um, it becomes a discussion about diversity and freedom of speech. And immediately, I thought of you know Antoinette Latouf you know, from the ABC, mm. the the journalist yep. who was fired for posting something on social media, you know, in support of Palestine. Mm. Um, I thought these conversations have to happen. These com like we need to be able to speak our mind, irrespective of who we are, um, without being silenced, whether you're pro-Israel or pro-Palestine or pro-peace or whatever. I think polite conversation is the only way we're going to solve anything. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, fascinating. What, when are you doing it? Um, are we open... First preview is May 15. Yeah. We're running to June 2nd at Chapel. Right. Okay. Yeah. First time? This is Yeah, this is a world premiere. Right, okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, I'm, you know, it'll be interesting. Like, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm confident that the Jewish community will get behind it. Yep. I really, really want everyone to see this. Yeah. Because it's a conversation starter. And, um, Anton, what, what about touring it? You know, like. Because you're experienced yeah. in that world, would you? We if probably would. I mean, uh, Sydney is already a conversation I'm having with a bit okay. up there. Yeah. Um, so it's certainly doable. It's a compact play. There's four actors. It's you know, it's no helicopter, <laughs> no orchestra. It's not that sort of a show. Um, no scaffolding. <laughs> but but I think people will enjoy it. It's it's funny and it's you know. It's topical. Yeah. It's so topical. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and what's it called again? It's called Rootless Cosmopolitans. <laughs> I love the name. Uh, chapel of Chapel. Chapel of Chapel. Right. And, and if uh, we are actually going on sale this week, so if people are interested, just go to our socials and like and follow 
monstrous theatre. And we'll let you know when the tickets are on sale this week. Brilliant. Perfect. Well, thanks for popping in again. It's always good to have you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to Anton Berenson here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.